Some seven years on now, one of the things I remember most clearly from the time after my son's death is the distinct sense that part of my body was gone. We talk about loss in metaphor all the time, that a piece of us is missing or that we've left part of ourselves behind in some treasured place. But that's what it felt like in my body, physically. It was as if a a chunk of me had been crudely and swiftly chiseled out of my chest. It, It left me suddenly concave, hollowed out in this shape that I didn't recognize, defined as I now was, by loss. As I began to wrap my mind around this new form of life and myself, I had the growing sense that this was not something that could be changed. I heard suggestions of how I might fill that void. I I saw the ways that other people tried to do that in their own lives. But even as I began to see that life would be good and joyful and beautiful again, I also understood that I would continue on with this this small cave in my chest. What would it look like to live this way, I wondered. What might healing mean with something that can't be cured or solved? This, I think this is a universal question, one that's reiterated in all the different ways that being human can be a rough ride. People are drawn to the the impossible and maybe also necessary questions, the why me's and the what if's, the if only's. And beneath these questions is another one I think that can be brutal to voice. Where might God be in all this? Was the pain God's will? Is it part of a plan, one that maybe doesn't seem so great if it's contingent on our suffering? Or if not that, then why didn't God step in, push a little here, nudge a little there, so that it could all work out? I receive these questions in one form or another often about all manner of things. I ask them sometimes myself, and there are few satisfying answers for any of them. What I hear in this morning's gospel, though, is that Jesus understands the fear and the sorrow that we carry. He knows that we wrestle with our pain and also why it comes. He fields these questions, too. Why was this man born blind? Was it his sin or his parents? People come to him with these questions. He sees the way that people both reach 
for the holy and, and maybe also cower a little bit, unsure of what will happen if we draw near. He did not come to condemn the world, he says. He did not come to bring punishment or inflict suffering in service of some greater purpose. No, he came into the world in order that the world might be saved through him. That word, saved, it is so piled with history that it can be hard to know what to do with it. Some of our Christian kin mean something very specific when they talk about being saved. The, the moment when everything is transformed. A choice that carries eternal consequence. It's enough to fuel global uh, conversion efforts and and also a lot of strife between people of different traditions. It's messy. So what's there for us? What exists in this promise of salvation that can bring life? It's something that I've studied and debated and wrestled with alongside other seekers. And sometimes, sometimes I think these ideas can only come alive when they happen to us, when we experience them ourselves. Several months ago, I received a letter in the mail. It was not outwardly impressive. It was a single sheet torn from a yellow legal pad. The spare words coming through in this, this somewhat smudged pencil. In it, my friend spoke of my son's death and the response that it conjured in him. Even all these years on, he wrote of how he found himself, and I quote, wishing I could help, knowing the littleness of my wish in the presence of the greatness of love and loss. I read this line again and then again, my friend understood that the pain must still linger. And he reached for it, not wanting to fix it, but to bring succor. Yet knowing that even that might be a lofty hope. It was one sentence that contained all the grace I needed. I went to bed that night with these words still circling in me, and they were present early, early the next morning when I rose to take our puppy out. When I went back to bed, the, the room and the world outside were still totally dark outside my window. No hint of dawn yet in the sky. But as I lay there, I felt my chest fill with light. I recognized that the light had a shape, that there were angles and corners and curves to this light. And just as I had felt how a part of me was removed when my son died, how I took on this, this concave shape in the wake of his death, 
that same concave shape was now filled with light. The absence wasn't replaced or patched over, but that broken shape radiated a stunning, steady, warm glow from within me, there in the dark before daybreak. This broken shape of my being was not fixed, but it was whole. And honestly, it was good. Jesus came not to condemn us, but that we might be made whole in him. This is another layer of meaning in that Greek word, sozo. It's more commonly translated as save. He came that we might be made whole in him. He leads us into this wholeness slowly, pointedly, with care. He strengthens us to give one another a hand tenderly in that direction. This way, never of being one that we undertake alone, but that we carry each other through, just as often as we ourselves are carried. As I lay in the dark, quietly soaking in this surprising light, I thought again of my friend's simple, penciled words, his longing to help. He did, I thought. His words brought on the light. It all helps. Every little bit of love adds up their cumulative effect, leading us into the wholeness that Jesus promises. Now, I don't know what will happen at the end of time. Though I'm grateful for the stories that give us glimpses of what may be. I don't know what salvation means or entails, not fully. But I do know what it is to carry deep pain and to slowly stumble into this peace of being whole, even in the shape of loss. I know what it is to, to, come, to have life come again abundantly, not in spite of the pain, but with a reverence to it, the sorrow and the joy all bound up together. And even as it humbles me, I have seen how the body of Christ shows up again and again, not with condemnation, but with a love that works out this salvation. A love that slowly and doggedly brings us into wholeness. Beloved, what is the shape of your life? God hallows that form, no matter how broken or wanting it may seem at times. The Spirit blesses that shape no matter how preposterous her grace may sound to us. She does not design our pain, but she writes new life from within it, all the same. And Jesus picks up the shape 
of our lives, this shape that can leave us wearily shaking our heads in sorrow. He takes that shape and makes us whole as we are. He takes this, takes all that has been for us, fills it with light, and hands it back to us. He gives us our lives, again, made whole. 